Christ is risen. Christos was crest. Christos anesti. Please be seated. But today is a wonderful Easter day, and I'm glad we had a little break in the weather. And I'm very happy that you're all here. My text is the uh, last words of the Gospel of John is the first to be chosen today, and he was both life and truth. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's wonderful. It's without precedent. It's the fullness of creation that we know that Christ is risen because we're all under the same curse of death. Sometimes we don't realize that. We like to forget about that. But the fathers of the church tell us to think about it every day in our prayer. The result of that would be, first of all, an improvement in your prayer, since you know where you're going, you're waiting for, an improvement in your behavior, and above all, your improvement in the prayer of the church, your participation in the prayer of the church, which is today lacking. Yesterday on the radio, I listened to the radio for news, and it's never any good news, by the way. They only concentrate on all the troubles in the world. But I assure you, there's wonderful things happening in the world and many wonderful people among them. Among those wonderful people are you to persevere in your Christian faith. If you we, uh, are a fan of jewelry or art, uh, there's always uh, some central significant expression in art or in jewelry or people who are artists. There's some factor trying to create. It could be a book, it could be a painting, it could be a little temple like this one. It could be the raising of a child. It could be teaching. But there's one little gem they're trying to produce. God the Father produced his gem. A people who are in darkness without light, who are bound by a curse of death, that was given to him by the Father, to those men and women, the gem. The gem was the incarnation of Jesus Christ. That he truly came into the world as God and man, and by the life of grace, as he participated in our human nature, we can participate in his divine nature by the divine energies that come from the Father through the Son, in part by the Holy Spirit. Now we don't think about these things too much, but we, they ought to be the central gem of our 
reality. Because, as you know, or you will know shortly, as you age, you start to fail. And nobody seems to be uh, exempt to that, except our Lord and a few saints like Enoch and such who uh, went straight to heaven. And our Blessed Lady, of course. So we have an example today of the world we're living in. A good example is the deacon. Deacon is a medical doctor. He's retired now. But if anything happens, I give him a call because I'm trying to beat death just like you are. So when I get sick, I give him a call. I trust him. I really don't trust most doctors. I think that I'm sort of a pessimist when it comes to our government and how they've taken everything over so that you go to the doctor and if you're in a certain condition, you're put in a category. That category, they're saying, we're going to let you live or we're going to let you die. So there was a gentleman who went to the hospital and he was sick. He supposed to have three treat treatments. And then it was those treatments would stop, he'd say he would have been better. And these treatments were afflictive in as much as they were drugs. Drugs can help you, but drugs can keep you. So his wife asked the doctors when they were going to take him off this drug, that he had a sufficient amount from the beginning, that's what they had told her. And they nurse and she asked all these people. They didn't. And what happened to him? He died. That's not like God coming and taking your soul home. He went prematurely. We have to learn that suffering is not itself a curse. Jesus suffered for us. And he gave his life as a gift to us. And he rose in glory. Beautiful. Nothing like him. And where did he go immediately? To the Father. And he looked at the Father. He showed him his suffering, his wounds. The Father said, come here, my son. And they embraced. And I think Jesus told him at that point, or he knew, he was going to bring a lot of folks with him. That we are not cursed by death. It's the doorway to new life. Resurrection, Easter, Boskreshenia, as we say in Slavonic, all over the world is the most important message. It's the most important message you can give to your neighbor. It's the most important message you can carry in your heart and teach your children. But there's a great prejudice against our Christian faith all over the world, but especially in these United States. Because in our schools, 
They're telling our children that, well, you know, it's another religious fable. It's not a fable. It's the only truth. They want to mix you up. They want to tell you you can do anything you want to do. That's not true. You'll kill yourself. You don't take care of your body. It's entrusted to you. It's not your property. It's God's property. You have to give it care. By taking care of your body, through prayer, fasting, watching over your neighbor, your children, your wife, your husband, you are preserving yourself for the heavenly kingdom. That's where your heavenly home will be. That's what resurrection is about. Otherwise, what are we? Just the dust of the earth. Just the dust. People get illusions about how great they are. They have great pride. It's not the truth. You're all dependent and in the hands of God. And you should be grateful for that. Because his hands were nailed on the cross. He can't bless you with eternal life. God has not left us alone. He's given us families, friends, angels and saints to watch over us, and the sacraments of the church. Recently there's been, among some Catholics, a disaffection to the church. It's a big mistake. There's no other way to salvation. Salvation is our goal. Of course, the church doesn't always make the best decisions, but that's because it too is subject to the sins of men. But he gave us the sacrament of penance. And even the Pope has to go to confession, I hope. Do we have to agree with him? No. Except in manners and faith and morals. But we have to pray for him as he's the head of our church. One holy Catholic and apostolic church. Founded, excuse me, by the apostles. We have all sorts of churches around us. Some man founded them. Our church was founded by Jesus Christ, who is risen from the dead. Today, when you come to Holy Communion, your Easter Communion, it's a special communion, isn't it? And Jesus Christ, same Jesus Christ, that risen Lord, is present under the form of bread and wine, Body, blood, soul, and divinity, risen. It is the risen Lord, the one who went to the Father. And he comes to you. What a sign of his great devotion and love for you. So rejoice. Rejoice that you have found the path. Rejoice that God loves you. Rejoice that there's people around you who also share this same faith. Rejoice that we have a church, especially our Byzantine rite, which is really apostolic. It's the oldest rite in the church. All the others grow from that. 
Rejoice we have the Holy Gospel. Rejoice each day we can speak with God because we're baptized, chrismated, and receive him in the holy meal, the Eucharist. So today, this is wonderful, isn't it? And the priest will, I'm the priest here, he will consecrate the Eucharist and he will give you the risen Lord, your personal Lord, your lover, your savior, and your way to glory. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen.